Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me, Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for listening and making Berhantu your choice of podcast for anything horror. Um, this episode is actually a recollection of um, urban legends at ICA. Um, it's given by a gentleman named Firdaus. Um, I don't know whether it's a real name, Fir, but if it is, uh, thank you for not using a moniker. <laughs> so, um, if you guys remember, I think uh, in the past, I used to share a story about or not 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 just a story of a couple of stories about how there is a lot of supernatural happenings around the ICA counter regardless of whether it's in Tuas or in our woodlands and there's been sightings of um chipbones and there was one incident where um a family was bringing their urn back home from Malaysia to Singapore and then inside the, the 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 car, there were like five people. And then the ICA officer say, I need six passports because I see six people inside the car. And turns out the ICA officer saw an old lady and the urn belonged to the ashes of the, their dead grandmother. So stories like that have always intrigued me because um, you don't really think of it as a place of supernatural happenings because it's always busy, especially in Woodlands, right? For those of you who frequent JB, you would know how busy it is day in, day out. And um, Firdaus, who I assume um, uh, have had his own fair share of these stories in ICA, has come forward to share with us some of the famous urban legends. So I'm very happy to share with you guys. Um, I'm going to read off his email. And uh, hope you guys enjoy the story. Alright. Um, he started off with Salam Hafiz, Salam Fir. I would just like to share my experience from when I was an ICA officer 10 plus years ago. I left after 6 years with its fair share of urban legends and also personal experience. So Firdaus was posted to Woodlands Checkpoint after basic training and the officers who were already there welcomed us um, with no pun intended, hell command. Um, not necessarily because of the hauntings there, but because of the workload and non-stop traffic, which I think all Singaporeans can vouch for. Angsty travellers and clueless upper management who doesn't really care about officers' welfare. So I would like to start with urban legends that I was told by the officers who were senior than me. And he shared here in this email three um, urban legends. One is Bantal Peluk at Men's Locker, which is aka P-O-C-O-N-G. I don't want to say the word because it's like 2am in the morning. And the next is Tangan Minta Passport, which is quite creepy because I've read the story beforehand. And the last one is Family Portrait. Okay, so all ICA officers who are listening right now, if you can vouch for these stories, please let me know at hafizabrahman at yahoo.com or if you have stories that has happened to you yourself, you know, please feel free to share. Um... I can only update Berhantu as frequent as I can if I have a lot of stories. Okay, but make sure that the stories are really well written or at least written in um, in length lah, eh, so that I'm able to make it into a 15-minute uh, video. Okay, moving on. First story, Bantal Peluk, uh, Porch. Okay, um, so ICA at their checkpoints, they have thousands of officers. Okay, maybe a few hundred per team. And they have a total of like four team plus their support team, inspectors and whatnot. So basically, it's a massive manpower, alright? And because of this massive manpower, the locker room is also massive. So if you can imagine the space at the men's locker room, um, so when you enter, there's a toilet on the left, alright? And then the perimeter of it are all the lockers. And then you have a mini room 
and then there's an extension where where they make shift it into a solid area, and then after that is another bigger room. That was where my locker was. Firdaus said, "I call it tempat jin bertendang." Jin bertendang is this thing that we say um a place where only jins will visit because it's so far off. Um, and because of the massive manpower, um, night shift during resting hours, there won't be enough area for people to bring on mattresses or beds. So literally, they will just be lying down on the floor. All right, their bodies occupying the floor, um, between the lockers. And since people want to rest, the lockers will be in pitch darkness. Legend has it that amongst these resting bodies, there'll be instances whereby. This gula-gula porch will join sekaki, like will join them sleeping. Um, and in pitch darkness, similar to the army, there have been numerous cases, um, like the lockers moving on its own, or um lockers um when when officers open the lockers and want to find things, the thing will play like caca on top of the lockers. You know, and I would say things like "cari apa tu bang." You know, um. So that that that's that's a very famous thing that is in ICA. They say that the kadang gulaker tu ada porch. Walau walam, okay? Apa yang apa yang diberikan, apa yang di 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 kongsi itulah yang aku cerita kepada korang. Okay. Another urban legend is okay. This is creepy. This is uh, tangan minta pasport. Alright, um. So the last time I checked, the checkpoint doesn't have manual counters anymore. So, uh, doesn't have manual counters anymore for the motorcycles leaving Singapore. So uh, this happened when there was manual counters. Okay, now it's all automated, right? But before this, it's, it was manual. So the motorcycle counters for leaving Singapore, they are facing um the international waters. So there's been countless accounts of officers complaining of bau ikan tiba-tiba masuk counter, like the smell of fish suddenly engulf the counter. Or officers complaining that there's like splashes of water, or even of them, or even some of them say that the trees that grow out of the water with the leaves and branches swaying around, but then there's nothing. So they'll always assume that it's monkeys, lah, you know. And of course, all these things happen during the night shift. So this urban legend started where ICA is a bit busted, ah, he says. So supposedly you're supposed to have partners, meaning that one officers will be beside each other in one counter. Right, but in the wee hours in the morning, they cut into half, so they got alternate breaks. So, so technically, there will always be two, but because they 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 cut it, there's always one officer every two counters. Right, um, if it's busy, it's it's fine, you know. But if it's slow traffic, in the darkness and you're alone, you know, he says that blue rumor be night. Like he says, your your hair will stand lah because it's quite creepy. Like you're just alone in that. Counter, you know, um, so this story happened. There was an officer who was at the first counter, um, was clearing the passport, right? And then, so what the motorcyclists will do is they will actually bypass her, and then actually stop in front of the counter, and slide the passport at the slot, alright. So as she was clearing. Ah, uh, the passport. Uh, I mean, on the counter itself, she kept on seeing. Ah, uh, the motorcyclist would actually move forward, like telaja, and go on to the counter beside her, right? And then he would take off his helmet, and he would realize that there's no one, and then he would look behind, and then he would go stand to her counter. 
So this actually happened two to three times and she was feeling very annoyed because the motorcycles don't have reverse gear, alright? So it takes effort and it wastes... Basically, it's a waste of time, you know, it's really wee hours of the night, you're feeling sleepy, so your patience is not at its highest. And then she realised that this motorcyclist always ride past her counter and then stop and then will take off the helmet and then we'll go, eh? And then look at her and then go back to her counter and then do the, the, the clearance as per normal. So, happened this. There's one time, this one motorcycle, there was, it was a couple, okay? Same thing happened. Bypass her counter, go to the counter in front, and then go stand balik. Go stand balik. So she was very annoyed. So the officer asked the rider, Apa kau pergi depan? Tak nampak orang kat sini. Counter depan kan tutup. Why do you go in front? You, you cannot see people here meh. Like, in front the counter is closed to it. And then, and then the rider said, sorry, 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 sorry. But she saw that the pillion, no, not the rider, the pillion, the face is like something wrong. And then so like this 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 officer kept looking at the next counter and she asked the pillion, why, what, what, what's wrong? Why do you keep on looking, looking at the counter in front? The next thing she said, sent a chill down her spine and even gave goosebumps as I am typing this out. The pillion said, tak kak, tengok tu kat counter sebelah, ada tangan minta passport. <sighs> no sis, take a look at the counter in front and beside you. There's a hand asking for the passport. But then there's no one inside that counter. Uh, okay, anyways. Um, so that's the second. So that's, that's the second urban legend. This next one is quite, quite, quite sad and quite, I mean, it's intense, but it's quite sad like, that it happened to do this to this officer. Um, it's called family portrait. So the motorcycle counters upon arrival is quite the opposite. Okay, so they don't face the sea. And in the past, there used to be a kampung around that area. So, in kampung, there's also like a cemetery, Tanah Pekuburan, in the same proximity. And Firdaus said that this happened, this incident happened when camera phones just came out. And at that point of time, the pictures were pixelized, okay? And selfies were taken with the back camera still. So, the trend was also among the officers. So, it was shared specifically that the phone, um, not sure which model, but if you remember, Nokia came out with the phone where the back cover can be customized. Like, you can cut out a picture or colored paper and decorate the back. So, this was the camera used, alright? And this affected officer just brought this new, just bought this new phone and I was, of, was, of course, showing off to the colleagues and was taking pictures together. So, night shift in the counter. They were talking and they were trying the camera and its specifications or capabilities of the camera became the topic, alright? So, the flash was not bad taking picture in the counter. Then, somebody had a stupid idea. A, so one of the officers said, Hey, why don't you go and take a photo of the um of the tree in front? Sorry, I'm just I'm just like bracing you guys for what is been shown, okay? Why don't you take the photo of the trees in front? We see whether the, the camera is clear or not. So what the officer did, he placed the camera against the small hole of the glass that acts as the filter. Right, so that you can hear between motorcyclist and and officer. You know the, the small holes. Yeah. Okay. So he put it there, and he snapped to the semak in front of the counter, to the to the vegetation in front of the counter. The shrill of the scream from the officer can be heard, in the still of the night, and echoed throughout the arrival vehicle area. Chaos ensued, and he became hysterical. 
So the partner called for help from the office and a commotion ensued with frantically asking what happened, what's going on. As the officer dah tak tentu arah, he was like not, 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 not in a good headspace and not in a state to answer any queries. He was screaming non-stop and he was covering his face and he was eventually carried out or escorted out of the area, leaving behind the camera phone on the floor. On the screen, you ready? It showed a picture of a shadowy family casually posing for a family portrait with the pair of children seated while the parents stood behind. One of the chair for the children were empty as the ghostly girl with her slanted head was positioned nearer to the camera, just outside the counter glass. So, the officer was never the same, and it took a toll on his mental state, and they were like, so he's like, um, like, on, oh, I don't know what's merachau, I can't find the, the equivalent of, of the English word, but like, like, when you're ha- imagining things like, you know, just like, yeah. And he was like mumbling to himself, you know, perhaps now being attached to the family of the shadow, they keep on requesting for their picture to be taken again. Um, I mean, that was what they got, like, you know. Um, and this is all the story that Fredawas had for me right now. And he says, hope you don't mind the lengthy email. Please, I don't mind at all. I, in fact, I love it. Thank you so much. Because with your lengthy email, I'm able to share the stories as explicitly as possible. Um, and he says that when he has the time, he will write in again regarding his own personal experiences. Um, um I'll be waiting for that. Thank you so much, Fir, for that for that story. So those are the are the three famous uh, ICA urban legends: the family portrait, the the hand that's asking for the passport, which is damn creepy, and the porch in the men's locker. So any ICA officers out here who are listening, if you have had experience by yourself. Um, and would like to share with us, I'll be more than happy to share it on Berhantu. And that's all the time that we have tonight. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And till we see you again, or, or rather till I see you again in the next episode. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>